Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, guys, uh, there's not really much to say about this one. I mean, there's a lot to say about this one. Uh, difficult. 14-point um, lead in the second half. Eight-point lead in the closing minutes of the game. Some good, some bad. We're going to get into all of that. Obviously, guys, who always joins me here on the post-game show from NFL Spin Zone covering the Cleveland Browns, Pete Smith. Pete, it's it's disheartening, and we've talked for weeks about learning how to win. And today is a prime example of learning how to win, which also equates to learning how to close out. Just not a good day today. Um, I mean, look, everybody's going to sit here and just sit here and whine about officiating for the entirety, and the officiating was awful. But Should have never come to that. Right, and that, that's where I'm at, and, and, and it doesn't make an interesting podcast whatsoever to sit here and cry about the officiating. Uh, and, and it was bad for both teams. Uh, both teams had a critical fumble that wasn't, uh, you know, the, the, the in-the-grasp call that got Marshawn Lynch one and, and, and Derek Carr, obviously. But, uh, you know, the, they, they shouldn't have gotten to that point. And, and when people sort of realize everything that happened, they're going to come back to that. Uh, that jet count, that jet sweep on the two-yard line, and s- sit here and go. That's where the game was sort of lost. I mean, and, and I think a lot of the defensive issues, uh, in addition to the fact the Raiders were specifically geared to try to get the ball out before a, a substantial pass rush could get to him. Uh, you know, Derek Carr did a great job in certain cases where he was getting uh, moving around in the pocket and everything else. But I think in some respects, this was, you know, paying the piper. You know, the, like Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi have played. You know, Larry Ogunjobi has played less reps than Miles Garrett, and to this point, you know, before before this game had been had played ninety two point four percent of the snaps. That's in insane and us unsustainable. And I think in some respects, that came back to sort of haunt them in this one, where they, you know, I think they wore down at the end of the game, and and some of that was. You know, that could be any game. I mean, it goes, you know, almost five quarters. Uh, the defense was on the on the field a ton, putting a lot of awkward positions with turnovers. And, and I think they just got wore out by the end of it. Well, and that's the thing. Um, and, you know, and we kind of have been talking about this. And you're going to have to give these guys blows. And the most important reason why is the injury risk. But the other thing is, is, you know, they're just going to get gassed. There's just no way around it. And when you get into a absolute track meet, which is what today's game was, you can't just keep expecting these guys to reach in for more. And, you know, with Miles and with Larry, to this point, it's been a lot of getting home early and they've been able to kill drives. But Derek Carr was just able to kind of, I mean, there were a lot of big chunk plays, obviously, which would lead to almost his, you know, 470 yards passing. But a lot of 10, 12, and just keeping and sustaining drives which just ends up, and you know, obviously Terrence Mitchell ended up, you know, injured and out of the game. That hurt. But if you're going to continuously keep the defense on the field, and you're going to get nickel and dimed, it's only a matter of time before the guys are done and gassed. And that's kind of what we saw here. And it's tough, and it's real tough in that respect. But Pete, I know you're foaming at the mouth. Let's get to the biggest positive of this day. Uh, Nick Chubb finally got a chance to do a little something, and what a stunner! Pete, he was actually pretty good. 
he well it like it, it's great on the one hand on the other hand it's what are these guys doing he carried the ball three times for 105 yards and two touchdowns and that's all he got that's his day two two long touchdown runs and here we are looking at Nick Chubb with 22 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown Duke Johnson with two carries for 11 yards and a couple receptions like we're here again and and we shouldn't be and this is the stuff that just drives you nuts and you compile that with the fact that you know on the one hand they don't want to use this rookie who is clearly outstanding on the other hand uh they are willing to give Antonio Callaway you know every opportunity no matter how many times he screws up and 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 in his defense he paid it off at the end with the with the one long reception for 59 yards but you know, this goes back to that inconsistency and all the issues the, the, this team is having. It's the, the decisions that they make with their roster just don't make much sense. It, it, Hugh Jackson just doesn't seem, or, or whoever, doesn't seem capable of properly evaluating the guys on their roster. And, and while we're criticizing Hugh Jackson, the fumble by Treader and some of the other issues uh, they've had go back to a team that has a quarterback that didn't get a ton of first-team reps. Like, those are... Don't get me wrong, those can happen to anyone on some level, but the fact that so many of them seem to happen does sort of reek of a guy who wasn't properly prepared coming back and biting them a little bit and and getting the Raiders back into the game and, and sort of allowing those things to sort of creep up and being such a young team and being that three-hour West Coast road trip. Like, all those factors sort of come in, but... Again, when you're talking about the coaching staff, you know your job is to a try to prevent as much damage as possible, and then b you're, you know if you're able to, you put your players in the best position possible. And you know I don't think either side of the ball gets much credit. I, I mean, it, I think the Browns had way more talent, and for the most part, were simply out coached. Uh, and and I don't think that Greg Williams had a great adjustment. And and you're right though, Terrence Mitchell. That loss was enormous. There's no question about that. But there were way too many times where that defense was just getting beat by scheme and and strategy. And and the other side of the ball, the 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 Browns, you know, weren't very good, weren't very crisp, weren't very efficient against a bad Raiders defense. The at home, but a bad Raiders defense. There's a reason this team was 0 and 3. It wasn't because they were close in games. They, they they kept they they'd start strong in the first half and then they'd fall apart. And in this game, they actually were substantially better in the second half uh, and had every opportunity to sort of win this game. And it wasn't until you know that all this came to fruition that they finally did. But again, it was on the hook, and the Browns sort of didn't take advantage. Of it. And I, there is the element of learning how to win, but I just think so many of these issues are preventable. And and it's another week we're looking at infamous, infamous Amos and going, what are you doing? <laughs> and how you know and and how are you still employed and then going back to Hugh Jackson why did you hire this guy like this is legitimately awful there's just so many things that you can get frustrated about now the one thing i'll say about the browns they played poorly in the in, on the road in oakland with a very young quarterback and a very young team in general and they could have easily won this game despite everything and they were awful that what eight drop passes or whatever it ended up being countless miscues and and they could have and arguably should have won the game depending on how you want to look at it 
but it's there for them. They just have to sort of finish. Yeah, and that's the thing. Look, and you add in the four turnovers to that as well. And it was, you know, a lot of sloppiness. Still put up 42 points. Should have won the game. And probably should have had the game put away mid-fourth quarter. But look, and this is the thing, and, you know, we've harped on this, and it's great that there is a solid nucleus here of a bunch and bunch of guys who can play, but they are 25 and younger. And they don't have much experience on being on the right side of outcomes. So it's tough that the way this unfolded here, but there is a lot to do to that. Um, it does seem weird that Antonio Callaway gets every benefit of the doubt, and Nick Chubb kind of gets put to the side a little bit because maybe we're a little concerned about his pass blocking. And, you know, Pete, like you've said, and I will echo you here on this 100%, who cares if they know what's coming? Give them the damn ball. Who cares if Duke Johnson's coming into the game and maybe the defense says, you know what, there's probably a 75% chance here it's a a pass play. Who cares? Put your best players in the best scenario to have success. And look, somehow it's still matriculated for two points with all the mess that was going on. Uh, We're going to get a little bit more here. Uh, But guys, uh, you know, uh, as I've I've taken over the podcast, people ask for advice. They ask for football advice. Most of the time they ask for betting advice. I cannot always give you a winner. I can give you my thoughts on the game. Hopefully that'll influence your bet. But what I can give you and can tell you is that who you bet with is just as important as who you're betting on in a game. And that's why I suggest mybookie.com. Uh, they've been in business for years. They have great online reviews. And their mobile site is simple, easy to use, everything w- without a hitch. I would only re- recommend a site that's been good to me. Guys, like I tell you all the time, I don't wager a lot. I would have wagered today. I guess if you got it at plus three, I guess you got the push. But, you know, and still, that's a different story for a different day. That's why I'm urging you guys to take your business to my bookie. You win, they pay. It's simple. They have in game, live betting, over unders on fantasy performers for that day. Uh, it's always one of the most fun ways to do it. I enjoy doing it that way. The best player and most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie.com currently is slammed with business. So if you register after 7 p.m. Eastern, they will give you an extra $25 into your account. And always, this has stayed the same with MyBookie. They will match your initial uh, deposit 100%. So if you're smart enough and you do it after 7 p.m. Eastern, put down $100. bucks. you have got $225, $125 of their money, $100 of yours. Go ahead, bet away. It's MyBookie.com, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. Guys, new, new promo code with this. It is locked on, capital L, capital O, 25, uh, mybookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, Pete, one of the things I thought was going to be one of the biggest advantages uh, to the Browns this week, and it didn't actually work out this way, the Oakland Raider offensive line, Colton Miller, you know, maybe it was a little grabby, but hey, if you're not going to get cold for it, who cares? Uh, I was expecting more from the defensive line, and, and I think this is kind of where you were going with this. Uh, these guys were gaslighting the game. So, I mean, yeah, they were there and, and given what they had. But uh, the, the defensive line, it was a little disappointing for me. I, I was expecting a little more. And Derek Carr is a guy who's known to take a ton of sacks. So it was a little tough on that respect. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I give a lot of credit to Carr for if you and the amount of and the, what they call the up Jared. Cook, yeah, the amount of all the amount of near misses in this game in terms of sacks or where Carr got decked or whatever and made a play. I mean, they just did a lot to sort of prevent it. Now, granted, you certainly go into this game thinking 
oh, how, you know, name your sack total type deal. You know, how many of the, how many is Garrett going to get? Uh, but they had a good offense for what the Browns do. Uh, you know, or the Browns do well on defense with that pass rush and, and getting the ball out quickly and just trying to get guys out out in space and letting them plays. And in the end, you ended up with you know, 200 yard receivers and, 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 and Marshawn Lynch looking like he's back in his prime or something, which was insane to, to see. Uh, it just, everything just seemed to take their toll on it. You know, for a, for a team that had it a week and a half, they didn't look at, uh, they just, every, everything that could go wrong seemed to go wrong defensively in the end. But yeah, they just looked like a tired defense that has been, you know, asked to carry this team for so long and was asked to sort of bail them out on a number of occasions in this one, uh, and 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 just couldn't do enough, and that's unfortunate. But you know that's that's going to happen. You're every so often you're going to need you know somebody else to to pick up pick up the slack, whether it's the offense or well, in this case, never going to be the special teams. But that's <laughs> where where this team's at. And, and I think you know if you were if you were really going to blame you know one unit. For for the, the the struggles the Browns have had, special teams is where you know I would say all the secret yardage is sort of being lost as they get absolutely nothing out of that unit. Uh, but you know they they've just got to find a way to be better. And, and you know I'm sure they'll say all the good things about you know they got to grow from it, they have got to learn from it, they can't assume anything and all that stuff. But it, it's just it wouldn't you know these are the games where it bothers you because it was this close and you know it was there you know you don't you don't get as mad about games where you lose by 30 you you get mad about the ones that are right there for the taking and you couldn't get but uh yeah i mean it's it's just tough and and there's just you know if the officials make the right calls maybe the browns leave out 2-1 one and 1 but i don't think it fixes the issues that they had in this game. It just sort of makes it not taste quite as bitter. This was a game that, you know, granted, there are no easy road games in the NFL. But realistically, if you just go by talent, the Browns are, you know, look substantially better than the Raiders, and they sort of didn't play up to it. And some of that's youth. Some of that is, you know, the fact they have been losing for so long. And some of that is a good amount of that is on the coaching staff. I will also say, though, it's maybe they kind of got a little complacent as a younger team getting out to a big lead. Um, we can all sit here and say that if we ever in our wildest imaginations thought the Cleveland Browns would hang 42 on anybody, they would never lose. And and, and I think that's going to be the frustrating part for the fan base. And guys, look, I, I agree with you all 100%. That call, it stunk, it blew. But at the end of the day, you let another team score 45 points. And look, if the officiating is where you're going to hang it, you can't. Don't let the fandom lie there. Let, you know, realize, and, and you really, as much as you want to say, oh man, the defense will let up 45 points, these guys have been damn solid for three weeks. So eventually it was going to, you know, there was going to be that one day where somebody got them. And obviously, you know, John Gruden, Derek Carr, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Derek Carr, uh, Cook, you know, they, they, they got them today with this. Uh, looks like the bad news, uh, early word here is, is you know, Terrence Mitchell with, with a broken arm. Terrible. That's going to be a really, really tough loss. So it's going to be really difficult going further. But, you know, look, it's the NFL. The Browns have kind of actually been lucky here to this point injury-wise. So you got to go with the next man, you know, next man up approach. Pete, we did get finally, and, you know, it seems like Baker coming in that Thursday night, it was 10 days ago, 
Baker Mayfield's first start. <laughs> uh, you know, tw- the numbers at the end of the day, 21 of 41. Obviously responsible for four turnovers. But, you know, and, and as far as you guys with the turnovers, yes, he's still going to be a rookie quarterback. And you're seeing this with all of these guys, you know, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. All of these guys, look, they are still rookies at the end of the day. Mistakes are to be had. That's how they learned. But look, uh, Pete, you know, obviously here again, uh, you know, not for you to toot your own horn, but the one thing that I took away from, and, you know, I I was watching, actually, you know, I I followed a couple of bigger writers today to see what they were saying and make sure that we're not all off the chain here. But the processing, the readability, it, it it just comes so naturally for Baker. Right, and like we talked about after the Jets game, you know, both these teams should be really, really happy. Like you, you don't like the fumble on the snap. You don't like the fumble on the sack. You know, the, the one intercept, the second interception was pretty bad in terms of decision. He made a lot of mistakes, but the talent is obvious, and, and he can just do things with his arm and, and his his ability to process quickly and how how hard he throws and all of those things that make him incredible and the one thing that we got you know we even with all the drops and there were a ton of drops you know the the the, the way the ball was sprayed around the field he does not care darren fells has a 49 yard touchdown in this game darren fells richard higgins 61 yards antonio Callaway 54 yards Njoku, 52 yards. Jarvis Landry, 34 yards. Duke Johnson, 45 yards. He doesn't care. Just let him make the, make the decisions. He'll figure it out. And, you know, people may, like, come back to this and now say, well, Jarv- Jarvis Landry should have gotten the ball more. I, you know, and if you want to make that claim, that's fine. I, I, I think that's a mistake. I think it's, you know, in addition to the fact he, ha- he had his worst game as a Brown, uh, I just think the the offense flow will flow a lot better when you just sort of let the quarterback sort of decide where the guys are open and all that and just let him figure it out. Now you just scheme to get players to their strengths, and I think you saw a little bit more of that, particularly with Duke Johnson. It was nice to see him for the first time in the season. Out of witness uh, protection. And, and David Njoku was able to make some plays and, and – and, you know, I don't. You know, the the sheer number of drops is frustrating. I just don't tend to get hung up on drops because a they happen and b they tend to be super overrated. But you know, the sheer number is where you're going to get frustrated in this game. But even with all those, 295 yards receiving, and you had let me see, one, two, three, four, five receivers with at least 45 yards. That's not a bad situation to have. Now, you know. As the season goes along, we may sort of quickly run into the and, – and I think at times we may have already seen it where Baker's sort of running into the wall of how good he can be relative to the talent he has. But I also think that, you know, obviously everybody on the offense can play better. And hopefully, you know, in the Ra- with the Ravens this coming week at home uh, that, that they'll show more of that. But I also – you know, I think at some point we're going to see, you know – this is sort of the limit of where this group can go. Now, obviously, you're hoping a guy like Callaway is going to get better. You're hoping a guy like Njoku is going to get better. Uh, Higgins, I think he is largely what he is, which is a pretty nice player to have. And, and Jarvis Landry's, you know, always going to leave you a little underwhelmed, I think, overall. But he obviously can make some big-time plays. And, and the, the play he made on that touchdown pass and some of the other things were, were terrific. But we are going to get to a point 
where we're going to be asking the question about weapons and how do we need more of them? I think I think the answer is going to be yes. And how how do you go about getting them and those type of things? But even in the loss, even with all the mistakes, you still have to be able to say Baker Mayfield is really really talented. This team is really really fun, even if it's frustrating as hell, even if they lost. Even if you're mad that they're one, one, two, and one, and they shouldn't be, and you're sitting here going, "Well, they could be four and zero or whatever," you can at least enjoy what they're doing, and you can see them sort of growing, even uh, you know, a little bit as far as where this team's going to go in the future, and where getting glimpses of what it can be and where it needs to get to. I think it's just a lot of fun to watch this group, and it's going to be fun, and and there's going to be more games where you come away going, "Man, this sucks. They lost," but. You, it's not difficult to see this team's going to get better in a hurry, and it may not be quite this year in terms of like the, the standings, but you can see where this team's going to be pretty good pretty quickly. Yeah, and you know, look, I mean, obviously, you know, Pete, you living in Ohio, been a fan of this team forever. Me covering this team for over a year, you know, the term "brighter days are ahead" seems, you know just like, you know, redundant and, you know, something to tell you a kid when he skinned their knee and, oh, everything's going to get better. But it's there. It, it truly is. Um, look, obviously, you know, are there upgrades needed? Of course there are. There's going to be some upgrades needed. And, you know, uh, and to Mr. Daniel Fells, congratulations on you will be a Cleveland uh, trivia, bar trivia question answer for the rest of your life. So, you know, as long as, you know, whatever. And for me, for screaming, all oh, no, stop throwing the ball to Fells, stop throwing the ball to Fells. It's going to be a workout. Uh, you're probably never going to have to buy a drink again in Cleveland if you ever do come back, Daniel Fells, for as long as your career is here. But, uh, you know, just crazy how that worked out. Um, and this is the thing, Pete. We got into this, you know, because a lot of people, you know, there were some people 7 and 9, maybe 8 and 8. But there's just so much from going from 1 and 31 to everyone, you know, oh, oh well, they could be 4 and 0. But there's also those factors that go into you should be 4 and 0, but you won 2 and 1. And it's a lot of it, and it comes down to you know young guys. It comes down to guys who don't know how to win. It comes down to a coaching staff who doesn't really know how to win. There's just so many factors. But yes, it is promising at the end of the day. You've got your quarterback. You've got an issue now at running back where you have three guys where you're, if you're right in the mind, you're you're kind of fighting in your head. Well, who's getting this series? Who's getting this rep? Uh, you know, another receiver, that's fine. David Najoku stepping up. This is something we kind of predicted with Baker Mayfield because, like you said, Pete, from the offside, he don't care who he throws to. If you're open, you're getting the rock. So David Najoku, the freak that he is, he should be able to eat off of this. So it, it, fun Sunday sucks that they come home with the L. Yeah, look, you want to win every game, obviously, and the the game... Winning the way they did against the Jets was great, but it was a home game. This was a road game against a very beatable opponent. These are the games where if you're saying we are a legitimate team, we're going to be a contender, or whatever, however you want to call it. Like This is where you sort of – this was a measuring stick game in a lot of ways. This is a, a situation where you're, you're saying we are not that bad team anymore. Not only are we not that bad team, but we want to be a good team. Good teams win those games, and, and – Sure. Are there examples where where good teams lose that type of game? Absolutely. But that is that is where you make a big step forward. It's that type of game because the Browns aren't like one of those teams that can are sort of like accustomed to making the playoffs and and can occasionally get away with 
occasionally overlooking opponent and getting caught flat-footed. Uh, the Browns aren't there. Every game for them right now is 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 basically trying to get somebody in a surprise victory, trying to sneak up on people, trying to sort of prove themselves. That hunger, that that fight to want to to show everybody that they aren't bad. This is the type of game you've got to win to do that. And hopefully by the end of the season or even you know the, the games coming up, they're going to make that move and they're going to find a way to step on a team's throat. But in this one, they gave up 20 unanswered or whatever it was. They've got to be able to figure that out. Now, I'll give them credit in, in, the, in the sense that at one point, they did give up so many points in a row, but they also came back and scored two more touchdowns. They were able to sort of fight back and, and not completely lose it. Uh, and, 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 you know, again, you get to the officiating and all that, but they did get to overtime. They did fight hard until they finally lost they just ran out of gas and that's you know whatever you want to say about them you can at least say you know with all the cliches being thrown around they left it all on the field in this case literally and that's the thing here and now that as far as that it's been four weeks in a row we talked about it after the tie with pittsburgh we talked about it after new orleans obviously the jets game and now this week so you're inching closer you know you're not at the ultimate results and the ultimate positives that you want but look, guys, and, and you know me, I, you know, watching the end of the game, following the Twitter timeline, and seeing every single one of you guys in it till the final second, where we would see gifts of the double FUs. I'm out of here, Cleveland. I'm gonna have dinner and get ready for Monday morning. Yeah, this this becomes a big week now. You know, another big week for the Browns, and, and, I, and I guess in some ways, every every one of them is. And, and you can get into that whole point of every week is the biggest game week of the season. But you know, they're they're gonna take another take on another divisional opponent. They've got an opportunity to sort of rebound, find their footing back at home. Maybe that can be sort of a galvanizing thing for them. Even though they're one two and one, I think it's safe to say that stadium's gonna be pretty ro- rowdy. Uh, for the first one where, where Mayfield is now the starter. Of course. You've got some excitement. Obviously, you know, there's no love lost. And again, all the all the needless cliches with the Ravens. Um, and, and I think in some ways there's a little bit of a, a mental hurdle with the Browns and the Ravens that they, they need to get over, that it's, you know, they've, they've had so many issues beating this team where they can sort of, again, it's a week-to-week league. If the Browns come back and, you know, Take care of business against the, the Ravens. Everybody, again, is going to be talking about playoffs and, and the Browns can get on a big run and all this. And I think the answer is safely somewhere in the middle. They are not a good football team. Good football teams don't lose this game. Good football teams will win the next game. But they're certainly better than where they have been, and there's just so much where this can, can improve. The one worry is that because they are so thin at some of these positions that – they're going to lose, and this killed them last year when everybody was really, you know, over exuberant with saying they could be eight and eight, and Deshaun Kaiser was horrible. But they got racked by injuries. Uh, they just got murdered by the injury bug last year, with so many critical players going down. Even if it wasn't for the entire season, Terrence Mitchell is a is a, a big loss. They have depth. That's certainly why they signed all those guys. But it's not a small loss. Terrence Mitchell had been playing fantastic football. In fact, this is the first game he didn't cause a turnover. Uh, that's, you know, that's a tough, tough deal. 
but they're going to have to sort of figure this out and hopefully they get better as they do it and, and grow and, and just figure out that this is the season where they can get all this sort of learning how to win out of the way and next season you know they can they can suddenly hit the ground running and yeah exactly well baker mayfield will with you know week one 2019 will be out there and look i mean you're going to get a really good read when you're competing and playing for four quarters as to what are the you know final pieces of the puzzle so to speak guys the locked on nfl podcast and matt williamson does a fantastic job uh monday has on you know hosts from the locked on network you know whatever biggest games of the weekend were tuesday you get sage rosenfelds Wednesday, you get Mike Renner from PFF. Thursday, you get Mike Sando from ESPN. Friday, you get, you know, uh, Matt does his pick'em show, gives you his, uh, you know, his bet uh, betting picks for the weekend. So check out Matt Williamson with the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, Pete, before we, uh, you know, take her on home, uh, closing argument, I mean, uh, you know, closing thoughts and maybe somebody you did not get to today that you do want to give some mention to. Uh, I, I mean, I guess... It, it, I guess David Njoku. I mean, him and Duke Johnson are the two guys where you're sitting here every week. I am at least sitting here going, what needs to happen to get these guys more involved? Why can't we get more touches? That's the player usage on this team genuinely drives me insane. The, the, I don't know who is responsible for it, but it's got to end where they've got to be able to be willing to trust some of these guys in the offense. And, And Nick Chubb is obviously part of that. And, that's going to be a thing this week. It just is. There's no getting away from the fact that one dude ran three times for 105 yards, scored twice, and that's all he did. Like, he didn't get injured, and that's that's the thing. They've just got to be willing to be honest with themselves and stop living a lie with some of these guys. Carlos Hyde is fine. He's fine. He isn't Nick Chubb. He just isn't. He isn't Duke Johnson. Those are your two dudes. Now, can Carlos Hyde be a plotter and, and do some of the things? He's great inside the two-yard line. He should have gotten that first down. Those are all true. At some point, you've got to be willing to, to take go with, these, with some of these young guys and be honest with yourselves about what this team can really be and where this team is going and who's really going to be a big part of it, both now and in the future. Well, for me, I think the thing with Carlos Hyde is, and if we've seen anything with Duke Johnson and we've seen anything with Nick Chubb is, let these guys run around and make all the plays. Then maybe sub Carlos Hyde in when somebody needs a blow, where a linebacker just ran 35 yards chasing down a Nick Chubb, or he just ran 25 yards up, back, side to side, trying to chase down a Duke Johnson. Maybe that's the way to go. Feature these guys, then slip Carlos in. If you want to use him closer to the goal line, like Pete said, that's absolutely fine. Uh, Antonio Callaway, roller coaster day, but I do want to give him credit for because the ups and downs to come in and make a monster effort on that play that he did, obviously to get him down to the one yard line, obviously to get the lead back up again. So Antonio Callaway, I'm going to give you that. Guys, for Pete Smith, obviously, guys, uh, you all know him. Most of you like him. Most of you like to troll him. It is what it is, guys. Either way, we don't really care. I've taken my fair share over the last 36 hours trolling wise. I don't care, guys. It's all part of the game. We get it. Follow Pete Smith, guys. Read his work for NFL Spin Zone. Follow the podcast at Locked On Browns, guys, on the Twitter account. We always keep it follow back. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, tough day. Not the outcome we anticipated. I mean, we were sitting through it. It seemed like it was going to be a real positive day. But at the end of the day, the team is light years better than they used to be. And these are pitfalls that are going to happen with a, a roster and a nucleus as young as they are. They're going to get better, 
Baltimore next week. Let's go Browns. LGB on the LOB.